You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. Or better yet, just pour a cold one where you're at. Sit back, relax, strap it down because we've got yet another 2020 White Sox simulated game as part of a full simulated season brought to you by Socks in the Basement, supported by the fine folks over at Socks on 35th who write up all the analysis and give you the box scores and the story after every game and sponsored by cork and carry at the park remember to support a great south side tradition i expect them to be there waiting for us once this madness is over but until then order off their amazing menu which you can get at grubhub or direct at cork and carry at the park.com the white Sox started off hot in may but currently as of right now are only nine games over 500 and 12 and 10 in the month of may that's because of a 4-6 and six run over their last 10 games. The team has not won a series in nearly two weeks. And currently in this four-game set in Baltimore, they're 1-1 one one after a very disappointing day yesterday. It's time to turn it around. The time is now. Minnesota looms in Chicago this weekend. And Baltimore should be easy pickings. But you still have to play the game. And that's where we're going right now. We head out to Baltimore where they sit at 15-40 and 40 in last place in the AL East. The White Sox dropped a half game in to third place behind the Indians yesterday. So pick yourself up by your bootstraps and let's get to work. White Sox baseball on Sox in the Basement is now. Oreo Park, Camden Yards, Baltimore, Maryland. The Chicago White Sox now ready to take part in the third of a four-game set against these Orioles. And the White Sox have been struggling as of late. It was a tough time in Minnesota over this past weekend, but they expected to come in and make hay, and last night they got upset. Now John Means takes the mound for the Orioles. 11 starts, 3-4 and four record, 3.29 ERA, 65 and two-thirds innings with a 1.02 whip. 51 hits and 16 walks. He also has 46 strikeouts. That whip is closer material, and it's on the mound as a starter right now. Tim Anderson's back in the lineup after a night off. A much-needed rest, and the first pitch from Means, the lefty, is away, but hits the plate. 0-1 the count. A difficult time last night the White Sox had with this umpiring crew, and I know that they want to have better results today. Some questionable calls at the plate as a changeup misses away. 70 degrees, Six mile an hour winds blowing straight out to center field today. Normally, you would say that benefits the White Sox, one of the better offenses in baseball. But they sputtered yesterday for certain. Only three runs in regulation. They got a run in extras, but gave it right back. Is this a line drive down the third baseline? Fair ball inside the chalk. Anderson's coming around into second. He's going to get there standing as the ball comes in. And a leadoff double for T.A. And that's a welcome sign for this team based upon how things have gone for them at the plate in the last 24 to 48 hours. You can see a team go into a funk sometimes. I don't think this team is going to stay in it long. Yasmani Grandal's up. He's hitting 288, but to a point. 
He has lost 20 points off his average in the last week after being the hottest guy in baseball. This one now back towards the wall. It may clear. It is gone. So Grandal comes up and it's a 402-foot home run in the left center field on the first pitch from Means. Right after T.A. hits a double down the line, and I'm sitting here trying to make excuses for this offense, and they don't want to hear it. Grandal has his 16th home run. He now leads all White Sox players by two. And that power surge came from the right side, which we don't see very often from him. We've seen teams all season long say, well, we're going to bring in a lefty to move Grandal over to the right side. And yet I've seen him hit two home runs in this past week from the right side. Jose Abreu's up. He's hitting 275 and an inside four-seamer. Catches the zone. 0-1 the count. Line drive the first. Going to be fielded on the one hop. Unassisted three put out. There's one gone. Yohan Moncada will come up now. Playing third today. I would think he's got to be due for a day off. I don't think we're going to see him tomorrow. Just looking at his schedule and the amount that he's played lately. They're going to want him fresh for Minnesota. Inside pitch ripped down the first baseline. Opposite field as he was in the right-handed batter's box. Going to fall in for a base hit. On the one hop, it's fielded and thrown in quickly. So he's going to hold it first. So three hits from the first four batters of the White Sox. Two runs already in. There's only one out here in the top of the first inning and a runner on first for Edwin Encarnacion. Batting fifth today as Aloy Jimenez takes a day off. And an outside slider misses 1-0 the count. Jimenez may be a little banged up. We saw him have a collision just two days ago with Luis Robert out in the outfield here. And he had a pretty good game. No, no mistake about it. He had a very, very good game that night at the plate. But he had been complaining his side was bothering him. I heard him mention it the other day, actually yesterday, day after that collision, and maybe it was time to just give him a seat for a day. Encarnacion takes a four-seamer below the knees, two and one the count. Rusty Valentine's behind the plate. We get Rusty a lot. He's been very fair. He's the one guy in this crew that I like. The rest of this crew has been terrible. Edwin Encarnacion hitting 252, awaits the two and one pitch, and he fouls it back. In between the legs of the catcher. Two and two the count. Mancada, It's pretty good speed on first. But he's waiting to see what a, the batter does up here. Change up ripped down the line. Two and two the count remains. We have not seen him very aggressive on the base paths earlier on this year. He's settled into more of the role of my job is to get the hits. But on a 3-2 count with one out. It's possible you could see him go in motion here. Full count, payoff pitch to Edwin. There goes Moncada. He's moving, and this one's fouled off. It was in the zone. Three and two, the count remains. So he was in motion there. Now they're paying a lot of attention. The pitch on the way. Swung on, sent up the middle. It gets through for a base hit. Moncada rounding second. He was on the move. Heading into third. He will get there safely. Encarnacion puts him first and third as the White Sox have Moncada in motion. Once the count got full... And Edwin does a good job of fouling off a pitch to save the base runner and then putting this one right back up the middle. First and third with one out. And Larry Garcia, who's playing left today for Aloy Jimenez, stands in in the right-handed batter's box. 25 RBI to go with five home runs. 
Surprising total so early in the season for him. The average, though, hovering at about 272. It's at least picking up a little bit. He was in a free fall there for a while. He had a hot start. Outside changeup. Hits the zone. 0-1 the count from Means. Got a double, a grand slam, and five RBI in his last four games. Rips this one into right field. Coming in quickly, it'll be caught. And the throw comes in on a dime, and Mankata was not going to go because outfielder had all the momentum going his way as he was charging for the ball in the first place. He'd have been dead meat. So he wisely holds up there. Garcia can't hit the ball deep enough, and Adam Engel has to try to pick him up, hitting 302 in right field today. Takes a low changeup, 1-0 the count. Went 2-for-6 yesterday with a triple. And a couple of RBIs. Engel is one of the bright spots in the lineup. Outside pitch misses, 2-0 the count. Heads-up play coming home. Actually gave the White Sox the lead. And when they were going for insurance... In the ninth inning, he got on base and moved guys along. 2-0 the count now with two on and two out. Outside pitch misses, 3-0. Danny Mendix on deck. Mendix playing second today. So essentially, Jimenez and Madrigal are getting a rest. Otherwise, it's pretty much the starters, I would say, at this point. I think Engel has pretty much taken the starting role in right field. And he walks here and he's down to first base and the bases are loaded. And that's why right there. He's 100 points higher than Mazzara, basically. Not only in batting average, but in on-base percentage and slugging. In fact, he's several hundred points higher in slugging. He gives speed. He gives better defense. It's very hard to keep him out of the lineup right now. He's earned it. Bases are loaded. Two outs, top of the first. Andy Mendick takes a high outside for Seamer. From the lefty as Mendick stands in the right-handed batter's box. 1-0 the count. The crowd is restless here. Mendick is hitting 240. We've seen that average fluctuate. The more at-bats he gets, the better he does. He was involved the last few days, and I think it makes sense to get him involved today. Outside pitch taken. It was close. 2-0. Means might feel like he's getting squeezed here, but I just think they're accurate. Unlike last night where the strike zone was everywhere... This strike zone seems very accurate, and the White Sox are capitalizing. Takes an outside pitch on the border, called a strike for Seamer. Two and one. Mendick almost went for it. He probably should have. Two one pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on an off speed pitch. He was way out in front of down the middle. So he fools Danny. Count is now even at two. Two outs, top of the first. Two runs already in, and the bases are loaded. The Achilles heel of the White Sox has been they don't pile on when they can, and they get themselves into a close game that could have been avoided. The pitch. Swung on and sent out into left field. It is tailing back, but it will not be back far enough. Catch is made, and the inning is over. We could have used that when we had one out and a runner on third. That would have scored him. Grandal hits a bomb. Two-run homer. We lead 2 nothing. Midway through the first. Lucas Giolito had a pretty good game last time out. He's got 11 starts. He's up to 4-4 four and four now after a really bad start to the season. 4.84 earned run average and a whip of 1.37 over 61 in the third innings. 60 strikeouts over those innings. His biggest problem has been the free pass. His hits are only at 54. 
But the free passes are almost 30. I want to say he's at 28. It went off the screen a little quick there. Jose Iglesias is hitting 246. Stands in and takes an outside four seamer for a ball 1-0. White Sox got up as good as 12 games over 500. Before this most recent stretch, they are now down to nine games over 500. And they've lost six of their last ten. Fly ball out in the center field. Robert will put it away. There's one gone. Going around the horn. Rondal behind the plate. Abreu at first. Mendick at second. Anderson at short. Makata at third. Left field, Garcia. Center field, Robert. Right field, Engel. And on the mound, of course, is Giolito. Hanser Alberto. The right-handed hitting 244 batsman for the Orioles stands in. And fouls off a four-seamer. 0-1 the count. One out here in the bottom of the first. Sox lead. Two to nothing. Rondal calls for a low pitch. Giolito put it right there. Fouled off. 0-2. That's a good sign for his accuracy. It's a tough pitch to make. Now he goes right back to where Grandal has the glove. They don't get him the reach. One and two the count. Ground ball over to short. Anderson catches it. Jump throw and pulls Abreu off the bag. He goes behind Moncada into the grass. He stops it from getting into the outfield. There's part of me that felt like he jumped through when he didn't need to. Like he could have paused. He could have just put the brakes on in the grass and then just made a solid throw. Now he's going to bobble when it's short. Everybody's going to be safe. No, he's going to get the runner at first at least. That would have been a double play. But he doesn't get an error on the jump throw, even though it was ill-advised, because it's going to be ruled a difficult play basically by the scorekeeper. But there are shortstops that can make that play. He then bobbles a double play ball, hit directly to him on two hops and can only get the lead runner by a hair. So the White Sox only have two outs and a runner on second. They should have been on this inning in two separate instances due to Anderson over at short. But Giolito on three pitches throws an outside slider. And before I can get done with the explanation, the White Sox are out of the inning. T.A. owes his buddy Lucas for that one. He bailed him out after one. Two-nothing White Sox. At SaxFest a few years ago, not, not this past one, but the one in 2019 before the season, I witnessed Lucas Giolito and Tim Anderson doing a lot together. Hanging out, having meals, they were in Kitty O'Shea's. They seem to be good friends. That's a fair ball down the third baseline by Robert on the first pitch over the bag. He's in the second base with a double. He put it right over the bag down the line. Hits his ninth double of the season on the first pitch. We're back to the top of the order in Anderson. So with Robert and good speed on second. T.A. already has a double and a run scored. And stands in with a 2-0 lead. Means checks the runner and delivers. Inside four seamer misses, 1-0 the count. But they were spending a lot of time with each other. I've asked some beat reporters who said, yeah, they're good friends. They seem to really enjoy each other's company. And I think T.A. owes his buddy right there because he bailed him out after a rough defensive first inning. And Giolito strikes out the next guy, and that's a pretty good hitter. Nunez is one of their best. And he sat him down on three pitches. One and one now as Anderson fouls that one back. With Robert 
on second and no outs. The pitch on the way. High misses a four-seamer, two and one. I get people who ask me with Robert's success why he isn't always running. He's got some good hitters behind him as he's in the ninth spot. There's a reason why he has just as many runs scored as he has stolen bases. I think it's 25 in both of those categories or right around that. And it's because they knock him in. Tim Anderson doesn't have a lot of RBIs, but I think pretty much everybody he's knocked in has been Luis Robert. The rest of the order has struggled to get on base. And he's normally cleaning things up when it comes back around. Rondau, he cleans up everything. 292 average, 16 home runs, and 42 RBIs. He leads the team in home runs and RBIs by several in both categories. Count is full now to Anderson. No outs the pitch. Swung on, jam shot into shallow right field. Coming on, the play will be made. Robert is not going to go as he pretty much caught that right behind the second baseman coming out to make the play as well. There's one gone, and here comes Grandal. Yasmani's one for one with a two-run home run in the first inning. First pitch on the way. Fouled back a four-seamer, 0-1. 0-1 count means quick look at Robert. Looks back again. Now he's going to go. Inside pitch. Throw down in the dirt. He is safe. Perfect time for Robert to go. The pitch was well inside. It brought Chance Sisko behind Grandal in the right-handed batter's box. Grandal, a catcher, knows I'm not moving. And the throw was in the dirt and bounced in the third. He was in there easily. Now a pitch misses outside, 2-1. and one. Runner on third now with one out in the top of the second. This one's fouled off 2-2 two and two the count. Yasmani's job is quickly turned into drive the ball. You're going to get a run. He already drove it once for a two-run home run. This one ripped the third contact play. They are not going to be able to go home by the time it gets to the third baseman. On a slow chop, Grandal is out at first. Roberts scores. There's two outs in the top of the second, and the Sox now lead 3 to nothing. So Luis Robert, it's a double. After Anderson flies out shallow, he advances himself with a stolen base and then uses his speed to get down the line on a contact play to third. And it was a high hop on the second hop in the ground in the grass. And it made it no choice. The only play was over at first base. And I think if he goes home, Robert's safe anyway. And then Grandal's on first. Abreu's up, takes a pitch outside. 1-0 the count. Now... Fouls this one off. One and one. Two outs top of the second. John Means up to 41 pitches already. 42 is outside. Two and one. Means the lefty working quickly. This one's popped straight up. Cisco's underneath it. A little bit up the third base line. He'll make the catch. The inning is over. But the White Sox scratch across a run. That's been one of the complaints. They need to find a way to get runs around and in and not rely on the big hit. Midway through the second, 3-0. Bottom of the second inning, DJ Stewart comes up, hitting 214. One of their corner outfielders, I believe he's in left today. He's on a four-game hit streak. He played in the first two games of this series. He did not start the season with the Orioles as he takes this one outside for a ball, 1-0 from Giolito. And the lefty has come on because they're doing so poorly that they're looking for help. And he's trying to make a name for himself here in the show. 
Outside, off-speed pitch misses badly, 2-0 the count. The Indians are out in L.A. They're trailing 5-4 right now in the sixth inning. They had day baseball out there on a Tuesday. We're here on the East Coast in the second inning, catching up. A foul ball and then an off-speed pitch almost gets in the go, but he doesn't. 3-1 the count. Anthony Santander's on deck. He gives us fits. Next pitch inside and grounded into left field. That's a base hit. Shift was on. Mancata was not in the proper place along the third base line. It's going to be a double, actually, by the time Jimenez gets it. For a kid that doesn't have a lot of experience at the major league level to decide already that he should have the entire field moved over to one side seems a little premature. And what would have probably been a ground out is now a double to lead off the second. Santander's hitting 248. Giolito sitting on 15 pitches. Runner on second, no outs. The six hitter for the Orioles is a lefty, and he takes an inside circle change for a strike. Owen won the count. Into the wind. Low and away, a 12-6 curveball, 1-1. One one. We are not the only podcast on the Broadcast Basement Network doing simulated baseball. There's a very different simulated game going on on one of our sister shows. I'll tell you about it here in a moment. As an inside four-seamer gets the zone one and two. I'm a true blue, 100% Southside White Sox fan. We've told the story before. Myself, my buddy Dave, who do this show, grew up across the street from each other on the 800 block or 8,000 block of Spalding, 80th and Spalding. In the Southside, this one swung on and chopped up the middle. Big play by Mandrigal to stop it from going into the outfield, but he can't get it over to first base. It's going to be ruled a base hit. It's first and third, and Giolito has put the first two on. And he probably feels like they're both cheap hits, and they are. But that doesn't change what's going on right now as Ramon Urias stands in and takes a slider inside, 1-0 the count. But I have a friend out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I used to do radio out in that area as well when I was a youngster. And the Pittsburgh Pirates are a terrible team. And whenever they are doing something stupid, I always go, well, at least, at least we're not them. Like, the moves that they make make every White Sox decision look like brilliance. One and one now from Giolito to Urias with runners at first and third here and no outs in the bottom of the second inning. Inside pitch catches the corner, a slider, one and two. So he's in control right now. And so my buddy goes to me, hey, I love your sock show. You think I could do a pirate show? I said, I don't, I don't know very much about the pirates. I could talk baseball. I don't know very much about them. Giolito delivers outside. He swings and misses. Got him the chase of four seamer and sits him down. Second strikeout of the game and the first out of the inning. You can get a double play ball here. You can escape unscathed. Andrew Velasquez, one of the many outfielders rotating through this Orioles outfield as they try to find somebody who can hit, comes up to the plate. The man is hitting 109 on the season. And before you say, oh, maybe he just came up, I remember him from the series a month ago in Chicago. One and know the count. The pitch. Strike on the outside corner, one and one. He was claimed off of waivers this year at the beginning of the season by the Orioles. Swing and a miss. 
on an off-speed pitch, one and two. So here's a guy who's out of options, waved by another team early in the season, and grabbed up, but they got to keep him in the major leagues, and they're giving him a tryout. The one-two pitch, inside just misses. He almost punched him out, two and two. Count is even at two. So back to my buddy. He wants to do a Pirates podcast. I'm like, sure. He gets all the guests. He runs the whole thing. We use a system where it sounds as close as it can be to him being in the bar with me down here. And I basically just throw questions his way and get in the conversation. And we call it Bucks in the Basement. Now he runs the whole thing. He's been writing for Sports Illustrated at times and everything else about the Pirates now. It's really taking off. I'm proud of him. But again, once a week, I have to sit down and acclimate myself with the Pirates for about 30 minutes before we start the show. 3-2 count here now. The pitch to Velasquez. Swung on and set in the left field. It's going to get down for a base hit. That's his first RBI. And he got it in a big moment here for the Orioles. Three hits here in this inning. Now an off-speed pitch away to Chance Sisko, the nine-hitter. Hitting 235 with a 513 OPS. But Sisko last night walked it off against the White Sox after going 0 for 4 until that at bat. 2-0 the count now. 23 pitches for Giolito, 13 strikes. An intense situation for the White Sox here. He jumped out to a 3-0 lead, and now the Orioles are threatening inside fastball strike. 2-1. Lucas has runners on first and second. Gets him to foul this one off. Count even at two now. Checks the runner. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. Two outs here in the bottom of the second. As Giolito tries to minimize the damage. After two get on before the first out was recorded. And a run is now already in. Top of the order now, Jose Iglesias. He's one for ten in the series with a double and an RBI. He flew out in the first inning. The first pitch is low and away for a ball. The righty stands in. Giolito delivers. Popped up in the shallow right field going foul. Engel comes over and makes a great play running into the wall on the right field side. He bounces off it gracefully, and the inning is over. Great hustle out there by Adam Engel. And we're through two, 3-1. Top of the third inning. The family waterproofing solutions third inning. Yoan Moncada comes to the plate one for one with a single in the first. Three for ten in this series. 43 pitches so far for John Means who trails three to one to the White Sox. The first pitch lifted out in the right center field. Tailing back towards the gap. That one's going to get down and get to the wall. Moncada's around already at second as it's picked up. He will hold a leadoff double on the first pitch here on the top of the third from Yoan. His 17th of the season. And Edwin Encarnacion will come up. So back to the story. I'm going to finish it up. In the end, I'm helping this guy do a podcast called Bucks in the Basement. It's been around for about a year now. Actually, maybe like eight months. And he wasn't doing the simulated games. And I don't have time to do two simulated seasons. That's impossible. And this is the team I care about. I couldn't even do that. So we're doing a live show on Monday nights through the Podbean app on Bucks in the Basement. And then we release it the next day. And he gets on by phone. He was so drunk on Memorial Day evening. I guess that's the best way to say it. 0-1 pitch now sent over to short. Backhanded by Iglesias over to first. Mancata holds. One out here in the top of the third. He was so drunk. It may be the funniest thing I've ever listened to. 
a nine-inning game with me trying to do a game this way and him just interjecting with drunk fans screaming. It's amazing. So if, if you're in for a good time, Monday night's live, Bucks in the basement. I know you're not Pirates fans. <laughs> but, but, man, it, it, it's kind of fun to, uh, to listen. It's very different. We had to put an explicit rating on it. So I'm going to warn you. But it's not a full season. The rest of it, I just sim and I recap it during the game. It's not the same experience with Sox on 35th doing the box scores and the analysis after every game. Check that out at SoxOn35th.com following this game and every one of them we do here. Is now Garcia's going to ground a weak chopper over to short. Mancada has to hold again. So after a leadoff double, the next two ground out to the shortstop. Mancada has to hold, and Adam Engel's up, hitting 302. The 50th pitch from Means on the way with two outs here in the top of the third. Inside changeup misses, 1-0 the count. Angle hitting 286 over his last four games, 302 for the season. Last four is really when he seems to have settled in as the everyday guy out in right. There was a game he was in center of Mazzaro's in right, but that's because they were giving Robert a day off. He didn't leave the lineup. 1-1 one one the count now. The pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Count is 1-2. and two. Sox lead 3-1. They scored three before the Orioles got a run last half inning. The look back at Moncada on second. This one now is sent out in the right field. Falling quick. A diving play. Did he get it? He scooped it just before it hit the grass out in right field. Trey Mancini, who was the GOAT the other night for the Orioles on defense, dives for this one and gets it right before it hits the ground. Would have scored Moncada. Tough break. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. You just heard about Family Waterproofing Solutions. Let me remind you, they have Socks in the Basement deals, and they are available to anybody who mentions... Socks in the basement. It's that easy. They have, uh, you know, buy one, get one on certain services. They have up to 20% off on other services, on complete jobs. They've got great stuff. Ask them all about it. Remember, veteran-owned, female-owned, family-owned. They're getting slammed right now. A lot of Socks in the Basement listeners giving them a call, but they do great work. They are timely. They are there for you. And I've dealt with contractors before. I always think these guys are kind of similar you know they're coming into your house they're doing work but i i've never dealt with somebody that cares so much as ken over there about making sure it's done right and he does it quick and, and he doesn't leave you hanging he takes pride and i think that's the marine in him one and one the count now to hanser alberto he takes a four seamer inside one and two now as he leads off the bottom of the third for baltimore 
White Sox are here today and tomorrow and then back at home. Minnesota for three and then a day off. Swung on and missed. He struck him out on a high four-seamer. Went up the ladder higher than he could get the bat. Fourth strikeout for Giolito. There had been some speculation that Giolito had his best game last week because James McCann caught him. He's got Grandal behind the plate now, one of the best framers in baseball, if not the best. There's a strike there. I don't buy that. Now, if he was going through something and he needed a, a comfort blanket, then I get it. But you're not going to make McCann his his personal catcher. Now when you got a guy like Grandal out there. 0-2 count now is Mancini. Swings and misses at one high and outside. He goes back there. Mancini gets it. Sends it out into left center field. Tailing back to the wall. Robert gets up against the wall and will make the catch. Almost got out of here on an 0-2 pitch. The Orioles have the lowest total of home runs in all of the American League, 48. That hurts even more now. The home run last night by Chris Davis in extra innings. Because that's how rare it is that they get one out of the ballpark. Renato Nunez is 0 for 1. Giolito got him swinging the last time up with a man on second in the first inning. Now he throws it inside for Seamer for a strike, 0 and 1. Now Nunez is responsible for 10 of those home runs. But that gets you down to 38. Anthony Santander's good for 7. Now you're down to 31. So the rest of the team, not a lot spread out amongst those other players. This one's sent out in the deep left field. It will also not clear. The wind is blowing out, so it's bringing it back to the track. But it's not getting out yet, thankfully. After 3, the Sox lead 3-1. to one. Little side note here for you. MLB The Show 20 is who we use when we're doing these simulations. I think they're pretty accurate. Joe Binder has been on from Sox on 35th. He likes to run numbers. He's not really surprised by a lot that's going on. Yeah, there's a few quirks. But they're not things that are out of the realm of possibility with this team. And overall, he says a lot of this makes a lot of sense. Looking at projections and what these players would probably do. Danny Mendick's going to lead it off. 0 for 1 with a fly out in the first. I mentioned all this because I want to talk about MLB The Show real quick. I've been getting some updates lately, and I have a theory. If you own the game, follow me on this one as a four-seamer hits the outside corner. Every guy in this game, from the players to the managers to the umpires to the guys that are in the back in the stands, they look like people. As Mendick sends this one in the right field with a base knock in between first and second, and he's on with a single to lead off the top of the fourth. Good piece of hitting there. Going with the pitch and sending it to the opposite side. Luis Robert comes up. He's already got a double in this game. He has been red hot lately. He's two for four in this series. He raised his average 20 points in Minnesota alone. He's hitting 227 now. The OPS is creeping towards 700. And it's been an atrocious start for him. So he's starting to figure it out. And you hope that he just keeps with what's working right now. Don't do too much and try to take a big leap until you're ready. In his last eight games, he's hitting 458. Luis Robert. He's got one home run in there. Three on the season for him. 
got speed on first base and a 1-1 count. Pitch is fouled off inside fastball 1-2. and two. But getting back to these people and how they're drawn, the one person that doesn't look like a human being is the sideline reporter, Heidi Watney. As Roberts swings and misses at a four-seamer up. One gone here in the top of the fourth. First strikeout for Means. She looks like a zombie. She looks like somebody doesn't like her and they wanted to make her look bad. There's a girl in like a crop top that's supposed to be an Orioles fan right now in the game behind home plate. She's drawn like a person. Heidi Watney has looked terrible, but I've seen these updates lately and I'm starting to see like some makeup on her and like her face is changing a little bit. Like, I wonder if she called up the game and was like, you're never going to get to use me ever again unless you fix that. And she'd be totally justified. I have a 12-year-old son who laughs when she comes on the screen. It looks ridiculous. One and one the count quickly to Anderson after he takes one outside and then fouls an outside pitch off. Down the first baseline, he has 17 doubles leading the team right now. Sends this one over to second base off the glove of Urias, who had two errors yesterday over there. The scorekeeper is going to give him a gift and call that a base hit, but the ball actually went off his glove and fell in front of him. It's not like it went off his glove and it was hard hit. We've seen a lot of that in visiting stadiums. They don't want to give errors to their own guys. Something going on here with that. Here's Grandal. He's two for eight in this series with four RBI with two home runs. Two on, one out. Runners at first and second. There's speed there, too, in Mendick and Anderson. Double barrel action already going on in the bullpen for the Orioles. Means up to 65 pitches here in the top of the fourth. Swung on and sent back up the middle. Might be two. It is. Took Urias right to the bag right after he scooped it. He just had to take two steps. Step on it and throw it over to first. So Grandal hits into the double play and midway through the fourth, it's still 3-1 White Sox. Yeah, Heidi Watney's on right now. They're doing like a little update here as we come into this inning. You can tell they've whitened her teeth. They've changed the lip shape. Like there's an update going on right now, I think, to try to make it look better. And it's the funniest thing because there are some ugly ball players. And they make all these guys look like models in the game. I'm offended. As the father of a little girl, I'm offended. A lot more detail paid to a lot of other people except for her. At least they're fixing it, it seems. DJ Stewart's one for one. He steps in the lefty to lead off this inning and an outside fastball misses. 1-0 the count. Giolito sitting on 47 pitches coming into this inning. Here in the bottom of the fourth. Off-speed pitch swung on and missed. 1-1. One one. It's a final in L.A. The Indians lost. So if the Sox can win, they're back into second place after one day in third. There's a goal for you. Ball in the dirt, two and two. Outside pitch, swung on and missed. He'll sit down. Fifth strikeout for Giolito. There's one out here in the bottom of the fourth. Anthony Santander comes up one for one with a single in the second. And he's been kicking our butts. Swung on and missed the circle change right down the middle. They got the shift on for him. Moncada's over at short. Anderson is actually 
on the other side of second base. And out in shallow right is Mendick. Pops it up behind the plate. It'll get out of play. 0-2 pitch on the way. Goes outside. He isn't going for it. One and two. Into the wind. Here it comes. Got him on the outside corner. Looking. Santander doesn't argue. Sixth strikeout for Giolito. He knew he got him. Ramon Urias. He had an error in the last inning, but they didn't call it that. And then he made a nice double play. He's 0 for 1. He's got a strikeout in the second. 1 for 7 in the series. Two outs here in the bottom of the fourth. The Orioles really only threatened in the second. They did score a run there. Lucas Giolito, though, in control right now, a four-seamer above the knees. One and one the count. Now this one down the third baseline, foul. One and two, two outs, bottom of the fourth. He fouls off another one. The Phillies, who are chasing the Mets, I think they're about six games back right now, out of first. In the NL East, winning 1-0 right now in Philadelphia. This one sent back deep to the wall. Urias takes him deep. It's his eighth home run. 369 feet. Out of here at 92.4 miles per hour. The wall is low there. It lands in the second row. Actually, first row. Guy's falling back into the second there on the replay. Sox still lead. Two outs here in the bottom of the fourth. Andrew Velasquez has the other RBI in this game. His average is up to 128. He's one for one with that single. Stands in there as a lefty. And he's 0-1 in the count. Next pitch fouled off down the third base line, 0-2. Urias moves into the second place on his team with home runs. Santander's now in third. They have 25 home runs between three guys. And 48 total for the team. The lowest in the American League. Although I think they just tied Seattle with that one, unless the Mariners hit one today. Swung on and sent out in the left field. The wind is blowing out. They'll catch it before the track. There have been several balls out to the warning track in this wind. And one finally just cleared. Urias takes Giolito deep. After four, we're holding on to a 3-2 lead. Jose Abreu steps to the plate. And now would be a good time to explain to you that the White Sox have a problem. It's been happening lately. We have seen a lot of games now where they score early and nothing else. And they're waiting for that bullpen to hold on to a close game. And it hasn't held on over the last week or so. And we're being exposed with a flaw. And the team needs to get aggressive in the later innings. It'll be interesting to see if they do anything today to try to break that that issue that they have right now, the breakthrough, start getting runs later on in the game. They've done it a few times. Actually, you saw them very aggressive on the base paths yesterday. Ricky Renteria trying to get this team to score later in games instead of relying on what they did in the first few innings. Abreu goes down swinging. There's one gone. Juan Moncada's going to come up. Meanwhile, in New York, the Twins lead the Yankees 3-1. They're a really good team. Think about it. Playing the White Sox, a team that's chasing them, 
We've been very good. Now they go up against the first place Yankees. We're up by nine games in the East, I think, coming into that series. They beat him last night. They're leading him tonight. Norman Moncada's two for two with a double and a single. Seeing the ball well. 1-0 the count. Next one rifled out in the right field. That's a base hit. Three for three now for Moncada. He came to hit today, and Means is up to 72 pitches. But continues to hang in. Edwin Encarnacion comes up to the plate with one out here in the fifth inning. First pitch. Low in the dirt, 1-0. He's one for two with a single in the first. Two for nine in the series with a home run and an RBI. Had a home run on Monday. He went back-to-back combined with Aloy Jimenez for his 14th. This one lifted deep out in the left field. It'll be caught, I think, on the track. Yes, it will. Mancada will not advance as he was halfway to second when it was caught. Came out halfway, and there's nothing you could do. I would have liked to have seen him tag there and be aggressive, but he was not. Garcia's 0 for 2. Two outs here in the top of the fifth. Takes an outside four-seamer, 1-0. Means checks the runner. Mancada's on the move. The pitch swung on and missed down to second base. He is out at second. So the Sox trying to get something moving. The aggressiveness we talked about. Yohan Mancada on a very close play at second base is called out. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. We go to the bottom of the fifth inning. You just heard about DP3 Tech. I mean, let's, let's talk about the idea that they can migrate your computer systems into their system securely, safely, and allow you then to be able to move data around and share it with people in the office. And, you know, why do you need a Google account to have the, the, the Google Documents thing? And why, why do you have to have Zoom and then hold up your notebook on the screen? There are better ways to do this. They're using the cloud. They partner with Microsoft. They're a south side business, and they do a really good job. And we talked about before, we don't let junk on this show. All right? I went over there. I vetted them. I trust them. To impress the boss or impress your employees, contact DP3 Tech. As Chance Cisco's down swinging on three pitches from Lucas Giolito, his seventh strikeout. One gone here in the bottom of the fifth. Sun beginning to set out here on the East Coast. The sky is purple. And Iglesias is 0 for 2 with two flyouts in the leadoff spot. And he gets hit right on the back by Giolito. Lucas comes inside. And hits Iglesias and puts him on the first pitch. No real conversation after that. And now Cooper's going to come out and talk with Giolito. So maybe, maybe he saw something get away from him. I know he's only at 71 pitches, 
And he has 49 strikes, but that was either intentional or he's losing control. All right, they're back in the dugout. Hanser Alberto's up with one out and a runner on first. 3-2 lead for the White Sox. Alberto's one for two. The righty stands in. Grandal puts down the sign. And here we go. Low four seamer below the knees. 1-0 the count. Next pitch fouled off. 1-1. One one. That was a circle change low and inside. Inside. Jam shot to first. Abreu goes down in a slide. Gets it over to second. Back over to first. They can't turn a double play. Abreu ran in on the grass and slid feet first to get that ball before Mendick could get to it. Popped up to his knees and threw out the runner at second. Anderson goes across. He's unable to complete it. They gave it the best college try right there, and Trey Mancini comes in. One for six lifetime against Lucas with a strikeout, but he sent the last one deep to the track. He's got a runner on first after the fielder's choice. Two outs here in the bottom of the fifth. The pitch. Hits the corner, one and one. So far inside and outside to Mancini. Now he goes inside with a four-seamer and gets him looking for the second strike. One and two. Mancini almost stands straight up in the batter's box. Now he fouls back a slider. Get another pitch. Puts it low, and it's grounded to Anderson, who flips to Mendick. The inning is over. Giolito, through five, has his team leading three to two. Hector Velasquez comes in. We've seen him in this series already. He's been pretty effective. Larry Garcia stands in at the plate. He didn't get to finish his last at bat. He gets a new count, but now he's a lefty. And the next pitch... Sent to him after a ball outside is into the gap in left center field. It's going to get to the wall, and Garcia is standing on second with a stand-up double. So we've got speed on board, and with means out, those switch hitters are able to move over to the other side, and Grandal, Mancada, and Garcia, I believe, watching these games, all better from the left side. Outside changeup. Taken for a strike, questionable. Engel didn't like the call, I don't either. He's 0-1 in the count. He's got a walk in the first inning. He's 0-1 in the game. Runner on second, no outs here in the top of the sixth. The pitch. Sent down the third baseline, foul, 0-2 now. Adams hitting 308 with runners in scoring position. Already has a runner there at second base with speed next pitch outside in the dirt's going to roll Garcia thinks about it for a second but gets back to second that one seemed like it got away far enough he should have gone being cautious right now on the base path outside changeup misses now 2-2 two and two. the Orioles have thrown out three White Sox base stealers this series that's the most in any series and the most by any team that has faced the White Sox over the season. Two from Severino the other night, one from Cisco tonight. That pitch is low and away, three and two, the count is full now. 
Danny Mendick stands on deck. Velasquez has like a face tattoo on his left side underneath his ear onto the outskirts of his cheekbone. Big giant circle. Throws a changeup low for a ball. Angles on first, two on, no out here in the top of the sixth inning for Danny Mendick. And again, I go back to my point earlier. You can't make poor Heidi Watney look good in this game, but you got that tattoo down to every detail, including the lettering on Hector Velasquez. What? Mendick takes an inside pitch for a strike, 0 1 the count. There's one for two with a single. Last game, he's one for two right now in this one. The pitch on the way, high taken for a ball, one and one. The Mets now have scored four against Philadelphia. We mentioned earlier, Philly's chasing them. They're chasing them now in that game after winning early. Now a sinker down the middle taken for a strike, one and two. On deck, Luis Robert. The pitch on the way. Check swing, he does not go. Just misses the outside corner, two and two. Count is even, no outs, runners on first and second. 3-2 White Sox, top of the sixth. Sent down the third baseline into the stands, foul. Will reset, count still even. Velasquez, the righty, looks in at the righty Mendick. Throws one high out of the zone, count is full. Robert stands on deck. And like I said, been on a tear as of late. Hopefully that continues. We could use it this inning. Mendick protects on an outside pitch that would have been borderline. Fouls it off down the first baseline. Count remains full. Another payoff pitch on the way. Misses outside and the bases are loaded. So Velasquez gives up the double and two free passes. And Luis Robert comes to the plate with no outs here on the top of the sixth inning. And now you could actually tell Robert, hey, big guy, feel free to try to drive it. Because if you fly out, you get the run in. If you get a hold of it, you get a moment. The pitch. Checks up a changeup that goes for a strike. He didn't like something about it, but it gets across. 0-1 the count. Struck out the last time up. Also has a double in this game. Outside pitch misses, 1-1. One one. Mendick's at first, Engels at second, Garcia's at third. Sox have 10 hits in this game and three runs. Meanwhile, the Orioles, five hits and two runs. Sox leave a lot of guys on base, especially over the last 10 games. Outside changeup misses, 2-1. and one. Very patient at the plate. But there are times where it feels like a detriment. As with two strikes, you run out of options. Robert, though, has a hitter's count at 2-1. and one. The pitch. Misses outside again on a changeup. They're trying to see if the rookie will reach. He was very excited in situations like this a month ago. And the Orioles faced us then. They may feel like he's over-anxious. But we've seen a patience over the last week or so. 
Inside pitch, he checks it up. They're going to appeal. He did not go. And Robert walks down the first base. Garcia comes home. It's 4-2 White Sox. Still no out here in the top of the sixth inning. Still a lot of speed on deck with Engel, Mendick, and Luis Robert. And now here comes Tim Anderson. And the Sox look poised for a big inning. You don't want to let the Orioles off the hook here. They came back and tied it last night twice before winning it in 13 innings. A low changeup catches the zone at the knees. 0-1 the count. Anderson with the most hits on this team at 68 so far this season. He's hitting 316 with four home runs. Swung on and lifted deep out in the center field. Tailing back towards the wall. It will be caught at the track. The runners at second and third are going to advance. We get another run on a deep sack fly. T.A. went for it into the wind in center field. But it does not get out. It is now 5-2 White Sox. Rondell comes to the plate now. He has a two-run home run already out in the center field. We have Robert on first. We have Mendick at third. We have Grandal batting lefty, ripping this one down the first baseline foul. 0-1 the count. Robert's taking off. I expected that. That's a strike inside. Robert is safe at second base. Takes off the double play. A close pitch on the inside corner, though, goes for a strike to Yasmani. Double play is taken off, though, effectively. Runners now at second and third. Five to two White Sox, one out here in the top of the sixth. Brandao, the 0-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled off. He'll get another one. There's a high 92-mile-an-hour fastball above the waist. The pitch. Low in the dirt. He misses one and two. 27 pitches for Velasquez. He started this inning. He's given up two runs. He's got two more guys on base. He has one out. Next one inside. Rondal jumps out of the way. Two and two now the count. So he's evened it up. He's got two guys in scoring position. Swings at an outside pitch and lifts it out in the left field. Runner's going to tag and come home. The throw coming in. Mendick is safe. The White Sox get another run on a sack fly. Six to two. It may not be pretty. They may have gotten the bases loaded with no outs. But they did get two runs in, and they still have Robert on second. On two sack flies. Santander put everything he could into that. He's playing left field today. But not a very good arm, and he was way off. Miguel Castro is going to come in now. Five games, several against the White Sox. 13.50 earned run average. Two strikeouts and three walks over four innings. He's had two innings against us. We got to him on Monday. Yesterday, he had a clean inning. Today, he gets an 0 for 3, Jose Abreu, and dare I say he's due, with Lewis Robert over on second base, and the first one sent out into right field. It's going to go off the scoreboard. Robert comes around and scores easily. Abreu into second. The throw, he is safe. And that was a close play. The ball beat Abreu into second base. He goes... To the pitcher's side of the bag on the headfirst slide. And the swipe goes over the top of him and misses him. Robert off at the crack of the bat with two outs. 
was touching home as that ball got to the right fielder. 7-2 White Sox. They blow it open here. Four runs in this inning. Mankata's 3-for-3 in this game. Two singles and a double. Now batting lefty fouls this one off. 0-1 the count. Castro delivers. Change up on the outside corner for a strike 0-2. White Sox clearly tired of these close games against a team like the Orioles. Opening it up right now. That pitch misses outside 1-2, and and they've been all over the Orioles all day. Just felt like they weren't getting the runs to go with the hits. Swung on and fouled off 1-2 and two on an inside pitch. Abreu leads off at second base with two outs here in the top of the sixth inning. The next offering on the way. He swings at one low and away. It was dropped, so he's going to run down the first base. Makata's out. The inning's over. But not before the White Sox put up a four spot. And they only had one hit in that inning. They now have 7 on 11 and lead 7-2 to midway through the sixth. If you were worried about Lucas Giolito at 79 pitches coming into the sixth inning, worry no more. He's got a five-run cushion. Renato Nunez comes up 0-2. He struck him out both times. Into the wind and the pitch on the way. Just below the knees, a four-seamer, 1-0 the count. Nunez, 0-5 with three strikeouts yesterday. He's got two strikeouts today. He's 0-2. I don't remember him doing anything in game one either. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Sent down the third baseline. Mancata scoops right behind the bag. Over to first. The 5-3 put out. And dare I say Nunez is in a slump for the Orioles. DJ Stewart's in. One for two with a double and a run scored. One out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. 7-2 sacks. Four seamer fouled off. 0-1 the count. The Twins now have opened it up a little bit more on the Yankees in New York. 5-1. They are also in the sixth. The Red Sox have just taken the lead over the Royals. 5-4. KC beat them the last two days in Boston. Circle change outside. Hits the zone 1-2. The Red Sox having a terrible season. In fourth place right now. The only team worse than them in their division are these Orioles. Swung on and missed on an off-speed pitch away. Another strikeout for Giolito, his eighth of the game. He looked very sharp in his last game. And so far, so good in this one. And dare I say, Lucas Giolito is turning it around. The big thing is, not as many free passes. And we talked about that last game. We talked about the last few outings. He had to get away from the free passes. And there's been far less walks and far less base runners. And his whip is dropping, and that's a good thing. Anthony Santander's 1-0 now in the count. He's 1-2 for two in the game. Takes an outside circle change, 2-0. Giolito working quickly against the lefty. Gets him to foul off a high four-seam pitch at 93 miles an hour. And pitch number 90 for Giolito is next. Inside swung on and missed two and two. Lucas into the line, delivers. Misses low and away, three and two to count. Urias, we had a home run in this game, a solo shot that made it three to two. Stands on deck. Full count as Santander. Nobody on, two outs, bottom of the sixth. In the dirty, walked him. 
Went for a curveball. It fell too quickly. 92 pitches now for Giolito. 62 of them for strikes. Only 30 balls. But he does give a free pass there. Urias is one for two with a solo home run in the fourth. A 226 average with eight home runs and 17 RBIs. The second baseman is a circus act over a second base. I mean, we've seen him make some good plays and then some boneheaded ones. He lifts this one on the first pitch out the right field. Adam Engel camped underneath it. He does us a favor and flies out weakly to the right through six. Giolito gives up two, and his team leads 7-2 in Baltimore. Wade LeBlanc comes in. We saw him the other night, the lefty. 23 games, 2-1 record, 50 innings pitched, 5.40 earned run average, 29 strikeouts to 17 walks. Opponents are hitting over 285 against him. I just have to ballpark that because they showed a lefty and the righties, and I'm trying to figure that out. It's at least 285, if not more. I assume far more righties he's faced. Ground ball off the bat of Encarnacion, scooped up and sent over to first, almost overthrown by the shortstop. Iglesias going behind second base. Larry Garcia comes up. He started off last inning. The only guy who didn't bat last inning was Encarnacion. Sox got four runs. And on the first pitch, Garcia laced one into the left center field gap for a double and was the first of four to score. 1-0 now from LeBlanc. He likes to work slow. Cisco takes his time when he's out there. We saw that the other night. Now a ground ball. Diving stop over at third base by Nunez. Over to first. A solid play made. Garcia's out by a hair. That was a heads-up play. Saving the base hit for the Orioles. Two gone. And up comes Adam Engel. He's 0 for 1. He's walked twice. He's got a run scored. Inside pitch misses. 1-0 the count. He's got a lefty up there now as well. He tends to do a little bit better against lefties, although we've seen him hit righties this season. Big improvement for Adam Engel this year over previous years, at least to date. An outside changeup misses 2-0, and it might be he's surrounded by better hitting. Maybe he's seeing something different up there. Maybe it's just maturity. Swung on and sent out in the right field. It's going to be a can of corn to his counterpart out there. So just like the last half ending ends, this one ends with a fly out to right. We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Up by five. White Sox trying to extend Giolito a little bit in this game. We're going to let him start the seventh inning. First pitch, a ground ball to Anderson. Scooped and thrown over. One pitch, one out. Here in the bottom of the seventh, they do have Evan Marshall and Jace Fry warming in the bullpen just in case, but you got the eight, the nine, the one hitter, and Lucas has actually done very well tonight against them. A strike above the knees. 0-1 the count. I would say a couple of weeks ago, you'd say, oh, could just hand it over to, to the three big boys. But now you got a five-run lead, you're probably not going to use them. At least not all of them. And if Lucas is feeling it, there's no rule that says you have to take him out on 90 pitches. 0-2 now to count. Next one sent over to second base. Mendick fields it in the outfield grass. Sends it over to first. Two gone. 
And Jose Iglesias is 0 for 2 in this game and a hit by pitch. And he swings and misses at a four-seamer away, 0-1 the count. Giolito plunked him on his first pitch of the last at bat, squarely in the back. White Sox had a meeting afterwards. He was out on a fielder's choice. The very next batter. Brown ball now down the third base line. Mankata fields it by third. Nice throw over to first base. Gets him in plenty of time. 1-2-3 go the Orioles. Giolito through seven. Only giving up five hits and two runs, and his team leads 7-2 here in Camden Yards. Richard Blyer comes in. We've seen him before in this series. 27 appearances, 25 and a third innings, 4.26 earned run average. The lefties 1-2. He really shut down the White Sox last night. Danny Mendick's up. One for two with a single and a run scored. Mendick, the eight-hitter, sends the first one out deep into left center field. Wind has this one. It's back to the wall. It might go. It's gone. Danny Mendick hits his third home run of the season on the first pitch from Blyer. 381 feet into the wind and 93.8 miles per hour just hung up there. Wasn't hard hit, but it just coasted in that wind out there. We said it was blowing out tonight. Puts it out in the left center field. Luis Robert tries to give him the fist bump. Mendick slaps him high five on his fist, and then they laugh about it. That ball gets out in the left center field. Lands in the second row. So now here's Robert, one for two. And Mendick's probably telling him, I got the same amount of home runs as you, and you play more than me. This one's ripped out in the right field. Maybe that's what he said to him. It's caught against the wall. That one had some distance. They have a scoreboard out there, and the scoreboard makes the wall higher and right. If that ball's about two feet over, it might have had a chance. Instead, it's caught up against the scoreboard. And Roberts down. Now Anderson. Maybe they're all up there just trying to hit it as hard as they can. Sends this one deep back, and it's over the head of the right fielder and off the 373 sign in right center field. Anderson's on his way over to third, and he's got a triple. T.A. stands up on third as the ball comes in. Second triple of the season. This is very interesting. The Orioles have sent in a pitcher. First pitch, Mendick. Home run. Next pitch to the wall from Robert. Next pitch bounces off the warning track in right center field for a triple for Anderson. He's thrown three pitches, three hard-hit deep balls. There's one out here in the top of the eighth inning. Yasmani Grandal, who knows all about hitting the ball very hard. He has a two-run home run in the first inning and leads this team with 16 homers so far. At 289 with 44 RBI, stands in the right-handed batter's box. As he once again has a lefty there, he takes his time getting in. Liar. I think he would just be shell-shocked if he hit this one. First pitch is nowhere near the zone. Announced attendance 13,716 as lefty Tanner Scott warms up. And here's the thing, the Orioles threw everything they could at the White Sox last night. They don't have a bullpen. At least they don't have a fresh one. But they're just trying to finish the game. There's nobody out there who wasn't worked like crazy last night and the night before against the Sox. They did everything they could just to get their 15th win of the season against this White Sox team. And this is how it all evens out. It's a four-game series, and they've thrown everything they can at us. And if this holds up, we're up 2-1 to one and coming at them tomorrow with Dallas Keuchel. And I like our chances. 
Two and one to count now to Grandal. Anderson's at third. Inside pitch misses, three and one. Abreu's on deck. He's hitting 275 with 11 homers and 37 RBI. And he's got that double. The last time up. Change up down the middle goes for a strike. Three and two to count. Next pitch, rifle over to first. The only play is going to be to get it to Blyer as the first baseman's laying on the ground after diving for it to keep it in the infield. Anderson scampers home. That's the ninth run for the White Sox. Alberto, who's playing first, gets it over to Blyer. There's two gone. Nobody on now. And here's the one for four, Jose Abreu with a double and an RBI. And he seems to be heating up a little bit over the last couple of days. And we need that. A low cut fastball misses 1-0 the count. Next offering. Swung on and rifled to second. Picked out of the air. Urias jumps straight up and gets one that was headed for the right center field gap. The inning is over, but the White Sox add on two more and lead 9-2 going to the bottom of the eighth. Lucas Giolito feels good. He's going back out there. Bottom of the eighth inning. He will face Hanser Alberto. Throws an outside changeup. 1-0 the count. He's given up two runs in this game. And he wants to keep going. He'll get a day off along with his regular rest. So going a little deeper here, if he feels good, is not really going to affect his next start. You will not see him against the Twins this weekend. This keeps your bullpen ready, willing, and able for what is ahead. This is outside, though, and he's 3-0, so I don't know how long he's going to last. Mancini's on deck. You don't want to ruin a good game for him. Into the wind, the pitch. And they're going to say he walked him, and now Renteria is going to run out there real quick and talk with his pitcher. He probably convinced him he wanted to go out there. And it was probably like, yeah, I want to go. I'll give you a little inside thing here. They'll tell us with the pitchers their confidence level and their energy level. Giolito's confidence level is peaked. His energy level is gone. And that's the conversation that's happening out there on the mound right now. And that is why Renteria is going to go out and get himself a relief pitcher and tell Lucas, good game, slap him on the butt and send him in. And Evan Marshall is going to come into the game. Sacks have been relying on him more and more lately, and why not? He's been pitching very well. A borderline guy as to whether or not he's going to make the staff for the White Sox this year. Makes our staff. Starts this season off pretty well as like a mop-up guy. And now has worked his way into the conversation right along with the big three at the back end. 24 innings, a 2.63 earned run average. He's 3-1. 18 strikeouts to four walks. Righty's hitting 216 against him. Lefty's hitting 231. Got 19 appearances to go with those 24 innings. And the righty gets Trey Mancini first with a runner on first base. No outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And his job is just preserve this seven-run lead. And the possibility exists that you see him take this inning in the next one, although Kelvin Herrera has not gotten a lot of work. And he has had some difficulties as well, so we might see an inning from each of them. One and one now the count to Mancini. Now an inside pitch misses, two and one. The Cardinals beating up on Atlanta 15-6 right now. 
in Atlanta. Milwaukee also torching the Giants 9-1 in Milwaukee. So there's a lot of blowouts tonight in Major League Baseball. Something in the air. This one's lifted in the shallow center field. In comes Robert. He is fast. We have seen balls into the outfield that the White Sox have hit at that depth with a guy coming in that far because he was playing deep. And they have to die for it and likely don't make it. Robert got there on the run and actually paused for a quick beat before it got to his glove. He has speed. Outside four, Seamer misses 1-0 the count. One out here now in the bottom of the eighth inning. Renato Nunez is 0-3. Nice play out in the field earlier in this game, but a lot of strikeouts in this series, and he swings and misses at that one, 1-1 one one the count. Marshall in the line, inside pitch misses, 2-1. and one. The goal of the White Sox for this series had to be from the beginning, take three out of four. You already lost one, but if you win this one, now you go out, your goal is win tomorrow's game. Finish this out, win tomorrow, take three out of four, and come in ready to go at home with that home crowd in Chicago on the south side for a big series against the Twins and maybe exact some revenge after dropping three out of four in Minnesota this past weekend. Three and two now on a swing and a miss. Down the middle. Count is full to Nunez. Swings and misses at that one. A changeup. And he looks at his bat and, I don't know, maybe he needs a live chicken. That's a major league reference. Looks like Pedro Serrano up there trying to swing in an off-speed pitch. Two outs, bottom of the eighth inning. DJ Stewart comes in, one for three. Marshall delivers one high and tight for a ball. Stewart's hitting 226 now. He's only slugging 290. His on-base percentage is 294. So not a lot of pop from this guy. The pitch in the dirt. Runner's going to hold 2-0. Surprising amount of fans still hanging out at this game on a weeknight with their team down by seven. Two outs in the bottom of the eighth. I would imagine we're going to see the exodus. If the Sox can get through this inning clean. Two and one the count. As a strike hits the outside corner. Next offering. Swung on and sent over to first base on the one hop. Abreu takes it. Steps on first. And the inning is over. So Marshall comes in. Goes one, two, three after Giolito puts the first runner on on four pitches. He had a great game through seven. His friend Marshall picks him up after eight. Nine, two Sox. Tanner Scott, we saw him last night. We're seeing him again, and you know, he pitched a lot last night. I can't believe they have him out here right now. 16 innings pitched so far, nine holds and a 5.06 earned run average. Your team's down nine to two and you're using him here? Questionable. That was part of the Baltimore media. I'd be asking questions, lots of them. Like, what are you thinking of in there and how are you managing these pitchers? Mancata's up, takes one high and inside, one and oh the count. Kelvin Herrera throwing out there in the White Sox bullpen. Michael Givens throwing for the Orioles. It'll be Moncada, Encarnacion, and Engel. Moncada's three for four, two singles and a double. Two and oh now in the count. A lot of lefties on this Orioles staff. Inside pitch swung on and missed, two and one. It's a good pitch on the inside corner. Came in with a fastball, right in on the hip. 
Next pitch in the same spot, but a sinker. Moncada gets fooled. Two and two. Yuan swings and misses at the next one, a 97-mile-an-hour fastball high. He goes down swinging. Yo-Yo is probably due for a day off before the series. So that's probably the last time we're going to see him in Baltimore, unless he pinch hits tomorrow. I would say he's due. Edwin Encarnacion's one for four with a single in the first inning. Takes one low and inside, one and oh. We don't like to give a lot of days off to players, but the White Sox are on one of those runs. Several weeks without a day off for the entire team to rest. So you try to stagger and keep them fresh. 1-0 the count now to Edwin. The pitch. Swung on and fouled off 1-1. One one. Now Abreu and Encarnacion are a lot easier because you can flip them DH first base. And it doesn't really wear on them when they're only hitting. Outside four seamer 2-1. But it's the infield positions, especially over at short and third, where you don't like to pull those two guys. It's tough taking them out. It's also tough with Jimenez out of the lineup, but let's be honest, the White Sox scored a bunch of runs the last time Jimenez took a day off. And they did well this time, too. Sinker low and away, 3-2 and two as it swung on and missed. Full count, one out here in the top of the ninth inning. The lineup is very good. You only have to take one guy, possibly two out of your regular lineup, depending on who they are. This team should be able to perform each and every night. It's not just one guy. Payoff pitch is going to go again as he fouled that one off. The next offering swung on and fouled off, and Encarnacion is not done yet. He's giving a professional at bat. He's one for four. He doesn't care if he's up nine to two. He wants a hit. Inside pitch, he draws the walk. So Edwin goes down to first. There's no reason to make the big man run. He doesn't run very much, so I would imagine there's going to be a pinch runner here. Mazzara is actually going to go out and run for him. He doesn't normally pinch run. He's kind of laughing. Edwin's very important, though. You don't want him hurting himself trying to run here. In a game where it's 9-2 and he doesn't have any speed. First pitch now, lifted out in the left center field, tailing back towards the wall. Garcia has a double off the wall. Mazzara comes around. He will hold at third. He started around for home and they held him. Tenth double of the season for Leary Garcia. Now Adam Engel's up 0-2 with a couple of walks and a run scored. And there's two out and one out here in the top of the ninth and the Sox aren't done yet. Outside fastball catches the corner 0-1. Angle's hitting 296, 865 OPS. He's getting on base at a 375 clip right now. He has not played every day, but he's got about 100 plate appearances or getting close to it at this point. And he's hit on the shoulder, and he goes down hard. Adam Engle throws the bat, and he's got words to say to Scott. I think he thinks that's intentional, that Scott came in on him and hit him. Remember, the Orioles... They've already seen Iglesias get hit. The Sox have already beaten them 9-2 going into this inning. They get the walk on a long at bat, then the double. The pinch runner was involved. Now Angle's over at first, and Danny Mendick talking with the catcher before he gets in. Might be saying, like, you know, you can't hit me. Then you're just giving us runs. 1-0 pitch. 
after a ball misses inside. The next offering. Swung on and sent down the line that is foul. That was a borderline call right there that looked like it got over the base path and hit just before it got to the chalk. Low pitch, two and one. Very close. Did just miss the chalk after it got over third base on the fly. Swings at this one, sends it out to center field. Runners all advance 90 feet. Mendick has an RBI single and it's 10 to two White Sox. Luis Robert now comes into play with the bases loaded. Last time he was up, he walked in a run. Scott pretty much put himself in this trouble, hitting angle. And now he throws one outside, one to know the count. I'm sure the White Sox would like to just end the game. I don't think they're looking to do anything crazy here. Just, just end the game. But that said, your guy just got hit. He got pride. And I think Luis Robert would like to just rip one right now. 2-0 the count. It was a hotly contested game last night. There was a lot of hooting and hollering from the Orioles. And this one's ground to the first base, over to second, back over the first. The double play, they barely get Robert. The Orioles out of the inning, but the White Sox got one more and lead 10-2. First pitch outside. Four-seam fastball from Kelvin Herrera, who came in to pitch. Herrera's been struggling for the White Sox. He's got the worst whip on the team. He's got the highest ERA coming out of the bullpen. One and one the count. Next one's high and misses two and one. Swung on and popped up to Abreu. Underneath it he is. He'll make the catch. There's one gone here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Ramon Urias comes to the plate. The righty stands in. He's got a home run in this game. First pitch from Herrera. Up and in for a ball. The 1-0 pitch. And he hit him. He hit him. And he hit him square in the back. The White Sox waited for the guy to hit the home run after Angle was plunked in frustration from Scott last half inning. He puts it right off the center of his bat and nobody said they were sorry there. Grandal just stood there. Herrera stood there and waited for him to say something. He took it like a man and Urias goes down to first base. So a little back and forth between these two teams in a 10-2 game. And now a low fastball goes for a ball to Andrew Velasquez. One out here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Runner now on first. 10-2 White Sox lead here in Baltimore. And some extracurriculars going on here in the ninth inning. The Orioles taking offense to being blown out. The White Sox taking offense to their offense as this one is sent out into left center field. Garcia comes over and makes the catch in front of Robert. There's two gone. And here's the guy we've been waiting for, Chance Cisco. He's 0 for 3 in this game. The lefty stands in against Herrera with two outs here in the bottom of the ninth inning. First pitch high and in, a four-seamer, 1-0 the count. Next one low and away, 2-0. Sox, after they close this one out, get Baltimore tomorrow. We'll go for three out of four, and then the Minnesota Twins come to town. We will meet them in Chicago as this one's lifted deep out in the right field, way back and gone. Kelvin Herrera shows why he's Kelvin Herrera. A 417-foot home run is not going to change the outcome of this game, but it gives a little joy to the Orioles and their fans. Cisco gets his first home run of the season, 417 feet out in the right center field. 
Exit velocity was 106 miles per hour. It's the hardest hit ball of the night by either team. And he skies it out there with two outs here in the ninth inning, and it's 10 to 4. And I haven't seen a pitcher struggle as much as Kelvin Herrera all season, and that includes Jimmy Cordero, and we sent him down. That includes Alex Colome with three blown saves this month. The only thing he did right so far this inning, he got two outs and he plunked a guy in retaliation. Then he gives up a two-run home, home run, and now he's 2-0 to the next guy, Iglesias. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I see him up in the bullpen. And that's got to frustrate the White Sox. That's just, just, that's just got to be a frustrating thing. Fulmer and Fry are up. It's still a six-run lead. But you're not going to sit here like Chinese water torture and let Herrera give up a few more runs. Now he finally throws a strike, two and one. He's a frustrated man out there right now. You know he expected more of his career when he came to Chicago than what he's done. We expected more. Outside four, Seamer misses three and one the count. Alberto's on deck. Sacks lead 10 to four with two outs here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Herrera really has to work on what's going on with his career at this point. As he's on his way to another disappointing season, this one's flied out in the shallow center field. Robert waits for it and makes the catch, and the game is over. The White Sox win this game 10-4. A really fun game, let's be honest. Sox jumped all over the Orioles here in this game, and it was a good thing that Herrera defended his player, his teammate, Adam Engel, there in the ninth inning. I don't mind that at all. There was a lot of chirping. And the Sox answered it back. They didn't let him get the last word, but then again, the two-run home run, maybe they feel like that's the last word, but we won 10-4. Sox get 10 runs on 15 hits, no errors. Baltimore, four runs on six hits, no errors officially, although I saw a few of them out there. Official scorer gave him a break. Giolito, 5-4 and four now. He's finally got a winning record. He goes seven innings pitched. The five hits, the two walks, eight strikeouts. That helps the whip. And, of course, the two earned runs helps the ERA. John Means takes the loss, five innings pitched, nine hits, two strikeouts, three earned runs, one walk. Danny Mendick is the player of the game. You bet he is. Three for four with a home run and two RBIs. Nice game by him. He scored twice. Tim Anderson went three for four with a triple, a double, an RBI, and two runs scored. Yasmani Grandal goes one for four with a homer, five RBIs and a run scored, and Luis Robert one for four with a double, an RBI, and two runs scored, and not up on the board, but I remember Yoan Mancada went three for four in this game with two singles and a double. This team hit well. Abreu had a big gapper that he hit earlier on in the game, and it took a lot of guys to put up 10 runs as they win 10 to four here in Baltimore. The White Sox have now taken two out of the first three of this four-game set, and tomorrow Dallas Keuchel takes the mound as we try to take three out of four, and then it's back to Chicago where we will meet the Minnesota Twins and try to exact some revenge. But first, remember, we got this big one tomorrow. We want to finish strong here on this road trip. It's all brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park, 33rd in Princeton. Find them on Grubhub or direct at corkandcarryatthepark.com, and you're listening to the podcast for fans, by fans, simulating baseball, White Sox games every day since opening day, the entire 2020 season, as the Sox are now 10 games over 500. 
We're Socks in the Basement. We're found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.